just a uh, disclaimer. Um, I love you guys. So whatever said here can't hurt my feelings. Can't anything. You're still going to get Christmas presents or whatever, anything like that. I won't disown you. I don't even know what our honesty. topic is actually. Yeah, oh, I know. That's what's well, scary about this. <laughs> Make no mistake. Regardless of the pride, joy, and amazement that being a father can offer, the one thing all dads share is it's a job. As fathers, we do the best for our children that we can. We want to protect them, give them all the opportunities and the resources we didn't get from our dads. We don't always get it right, but as men, goddammit, we're determined to crush this role. Of course, we never really know if we are doing a good job. We have no yardstick for success and every child's different. So there really is no proven playbook to go by. Because we believe we must be tough, strong, and have every answer for our children, men would never think to do the most obvious thing to gauge how they're doing as dads. Ask our kids what they think. So for this episode, I opened the Pandora's box and did just that. I talked with my children about how they feel I am doing as a dad. I will say the talk surprised me and might just surprise you too. This is Things Men Don't Talk About. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Said I got to say something, baby, hand me a mic. I said I got to say something, baby, How are you? Hello, Father. That is Tanner and Olivia, my wonderful, wonderful children here. And how are you two doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Sorry, well, yeah. Superman does good. I do well. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I thought this would be a very dangerous thing to do, but I think it's something that uh, men need to do, and that is to uh, talk with their kids about uh, how good of a father. I'm laughing because it's not going to be good. How good of a father uh, they were or, or, or being right now. So, um, again, uh, the disclaimer is that, uh, you guys, I, I love you and nothing's going to hurt my feelings. I think we're, we're all, um, mature enough. Uh, we'll see what happens. This is probably the, probably cheaper than therapy maybe. So uh, I'm going to start with the oldest child, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how are, how, how have I done as a dad? Like how, how was I? When, when you were growing up? I mean, I thought fine with what like you had, I guess. And the fact that you were so young, I feel like you did work a lot, but again, to provide for you. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, That's a long I... pause. Why is it such a long pause? You think. Because I'm oh, trying to. What, was I was I a good dad like with you? I mean, was I a yes. good dad? Was there things that you saw that I could I could done better? I should have done better. I mean, we've always had, I think, a good relationship. I feel like I don't know. You just really put us on the spot with this. Like, I, well, this is I know. wild. It's deep, right? I know. Well, that's the thing. I, I I think more men need to put their kids on the spot to find out, you know, how they did or how they are doing, just because there's probably some. I mean, I will say I'm very proud. You you have never been a stripper that I know of. Okay, but like I've thought of it because they make so much money. Are you kidding me? Oh no. You should no. wish I was a stripper. 
I wish I was a stripper. I would make so much money. I would be fine. Oh, okay. Um, I, I no drinking or drug problem. Let's move as we move through this now. At least when when I was underage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. But I mean, did I discipline you right? Did I did I do things? I mean, did you wish I disciplined differently or anything? I'm not the one who was being disciplined. I was <laughs> good. Um, I think the thing is, I was like, you did great because I was just a really good kid. So I beg your pardon. You were actually no, you were you were yeah, you, like, both, you both are good kids. You both are very yeah. good. I mean, there was no, I guess there was no major disciplining, like major major. But I mean, yeah, I spanked a- you right once that i can remember and it was never out of like yeah i want to beat you like it was always like a more you were just so (laughs) upset that we would possibly like put ourselves in some sort of danger like it was like really more of a reaction of like are you gonna cry no i'm not gonna cry yet okay uh not yet but so so now as you're older now i guess wow i'm i'm don't even need to do this podcast, uh, this episode, if I'm that good. So I'm going to, I'm, you know, all right, let me ask Tanner and then I'm gonna, we're going to throw some, I'll throw some things so you both can go back and forth. So Tanner, how'd I do as, you know, as a dad, and especially you being a, a, a man, a young boy and child, you know, your little boy at the time. I mean, what did you think? Was there some things I could have done differently, better? I mean, the thing is, cause like I, also, I've said this to people, um, including my therapist, of like, I am confused a lot of times because it feels like a lot of people are always like, oh, my childhood was so bad. My childhood was so bad. And mine, like, wasn't at all. Like, I feel like, you know, especially with, I don't know, I also don't apparently remember a ton. <laughs> Because uh, you, I guess you did work a lot, but I always remember us just like going and doing stuff. I mean, it was stuff through your work, but like, yeah, because it wasn't until high school when it was just you and me living together in San Diego that like, you know, both you and mom were like, well, we, you know, you and I didn't apparently spend all that much time together when I was like young um because you would be at work and stuff a lot and so yeah ultimately yeah um and like now as an adult yeah i mean you and i obviously butt heads <laughs> a lot and we also it was it was just you and me for like seven years and so i think that you know in itself makes a different relationship than like what you and olivia would have so in those seven years i mean that we were together i mean was there anything that you wish i would have done differently or would have would have been better at honestly i mean like things here and there but it wasn't anything not necessarily it wasn't things you did like as a dad or like necessarily as a person there was definitely like a period of time where I was kind of like, Oh, I'm not sure about that. And you and I talked about that. Like can't, I I mean the, the, the friends that would come over, uh, I was always kind of like, Oh, I don't know about that. And that bother you. Did that bother you? Yeah. Cause you know, you had someone at, and away and so i think that was also kind of i didn't know 
the context of like, or the rules of your guys' relationship, which is why I was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really have a, you know, anything to say in this. I wasn't really involved. It was just kind of something I was seeing and then figured itself out. I guess. Um, and I was just like, okay, but like at no point was I like, oh, he's being a bad dad or even like he's being like a bad, like I didn't think you were a bad person. I was just more or less again, like, I guess confused and like, I don't know what's going on. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But like, also this is, you know, that's me when I was like 17, 18, not really sure of stuff now i'm an adult looking back on it i'm like yeah i don't really you know know what was going on did it mess you up did it did it mess you up did at it all? mess me up yeah is that why you're seeing a therapist or um no actually to be honest i think it had the opposite effect in that i don't know it's it get like I don't know. I it was something that I saw that I was like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily like that. And so I feel like since then I've been very proactive on, I guess, not doing that or even just kind of yeah, and okay. like kind of not you know even making a a, a potential judgment situation anything right. like that all right so i was a good dad awesome uh, yes <laughs> yeah i was all gonna right, say I... something that you and mom did really well with us was you were super like if we had a question you would answer it honestly yeah and i also felt like you guys were transparent in the sense that like we always saw you as humans and not just like only our parents where i feel like a lot that has kind of messed up a lot of my friends getting into relationships and they just have this like fantasy in their head. Whereas I feel like our family was very honest and open with each other in some respects. And like, it wasn't that you guys like ruined our childhood and imagination. It was just that you guys weren't going to treat us like babies and that yeah. you respected us. Well, also, as I think Olivia's pointed out is like, you will not in this conversation but that you guys would like argue in front of us and it wouldn't like you wouldn't shy away from the fact that like you know married people still argue um and like that's something that i feel like a lot of people have like a mindset of like oh once you're married everything's good okay. to go and in front um, of the kids we didn't we didn't like hide that we were having problems but it wasn't ever like nasty. Yeah. Like you guys weren't mean to each other in front of us. Like it was never like I never was like, ew, why is my dad talking to my mom like that? Or ew, why is my mom? Yeah, there was never like a need to pick sides. I feel yeah. like it was just kind of like, oh, they're dealing with something, but they'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, so okay. So with that said, so you know, how about the divorce? You know, when your mother and I got divorced, did that mess you guys up? Did that, how that affect you? Felt like it messed you up more. Gosh, wow. <laughs> Damn. That was quick. Damn, she was just, you, you the one who went to therapy, dad. We just, Damn. we watch you fall apart. What are you talking about? Um, not really, though. Um, not really. I would say neither. And I feel like, I don't think you necessarily 
fell apart. I think there was a, a rough patch that kind of came later, at least from my viewpoint. But yeah. for the most part, I thought it was... Because well, I it, helped... You were at Disneyland. I helped him move into his new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... I was like, all right, I guess we're just we're moving dad. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that chill. I wasn't that chill. Yeah, wow. You're like, I guess we're just, guess we're oh, packing no, that no, no, shit no. up and moving them out. Let's, I just meant, let's so, do this. Also, you were always down. That you were always close. Like it wasn't like, yeah. like you were always literally like a block or two away. So it wasn't so, like you were completely removed now well, or anything like that. This. And this is kind of interesting because I don't know, Livy, if you remember this. I remember you coming home. And you were coming to my place from a sleepover and you said that you felt a little out of place because everybody was like dogging out their parents and talking bad about them and their, you know, their divorce and how their dad's a jerk and stuff. And you were like, I had nothing bad to say about my parents. Like they were out to dinner. They were out to dinner, like planning my summer vacation. So, I mean... Tell me a little about that. Did that I mean, that messed you up because we were we were actually co-parenting together, right? Yeah, I was so confused. Not not actually, but like so all my I feel like not all my friends, but a lot of my friends' parents divorced before you guys did. So it was just like so normalized to me. Like my best all my like close friends um at the time their parents either were divorced from each other or had been divorced. So it was like, okay. And I remember you guys separating a couple times too. I guess it was really annoying to me (laughs) that I would get in trouble at mom's and then she would call you and you'd be like, well, you're at trouble at mom's. So you're in trouble at my place. And I'm like, no, it's supposed to be a sanctuary. Actually, (laughs) actually when one person's mad and you guys aren't married anymore, you're not allowed to be mad at the same time. (laughs) It's a sanctuary. Um, So that was the one thing that was like, what the heck? I also think, well, you asked if it messed us up. And I do think that it kind of messed up relationships for me in the sense that now I just really focus on, I don't. Go ahead. Well, (laughs) no, I've just been having friend issues over the years because I'm like, you have to think about things before you get married. Like this isn't fun and games. This is serious wow. business. And so maybe that is what quote unquote messed me up because I've seen a divorce, even though it was positive, but I have seen negative divorces from other people. So I'm like, this it's not all rainbows. It's not all which I again back but it, to but even it, mom arguing. But, yeah. But it can be. I mean, don't you think it can be? Because no. Your why not? I mean, your mother and I, your your mother and I do. We argue. We we got mad at each other and different things. Yeah, and you would have fun too, and you were friends. Yeah, and we get and we yeah. Well, that was for you guys, man. I mean, and we still now, anyways, in general, man. I to this day, I still love your mother. She's the mother of my children. You guys are like besties. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Close. Well, I just mean when you guys like hang out. Yeah, you have like the same like. You have like um. We have our family has a certain type of like humor. And we just all kind of fall into right. it. And like, you guys are good friends. Yes. And so, yeah, whenever my friends are like, like, it's hard for me when my friend's like, I really like this guy. I'm like, okay, well, could you see yourself being friends with him? Lovers with him? Business <laughs> people? Would you like, blah, wow. blah. Like, I just see. I, don't know. <laughs> I think about all that, but I feel like I have the opposite. I almost feel like because of 
mom and dad's divorce that I'm I'm kind of like, well, if you really care about someone and you try and you want to be friends and make it work after, then like that can still happen. So just kind of like, oh, yeah, go about it, I guess. It's like, I don't know. I even feel like I don't know. I don't. And maybe it's because I'm a child of divorce, but I don't see it necessarily as obviously it's a big deal and it like sucks, but I don't think it's like an end all be all for relationships or things. And I think people change over time. Do you feel that the reason why it's a different perspective because your mother and I did keep things? I mean, we divorced nicely. You could say we we did. We didn't. We weren't. Oh, it's entirely because of how how we divorced. You guys went about it. Yeah. And I guess that's where my bar is. I'm like, you, you need to like, be on the same page with some things or at least talk about it Yeah, in order to not get down that road of resentment and have it. If you know, you guys do drift apart that there isn't nastiness. Like, so we, like we I, taught you that, like, that's yeah, what, like, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Like literally like when my friends are like, I like this person and they get upset with me because I'm like, well, you need to think about all these things. It's more of me being like, well, what's the point of getting into something that could just like you end up hating each other? Yeah. And I but mean, you I, won't know that until you get to that because it sounds like you're like, well, don't if someone's like, oh, I like this person. It's like, well, think about what if you hate them? It's like, OK, well, <laughs> you got to get to that point. Like you can't you can't go into a relationship being like, yeah, what if I what if I end up having nothing that i like about them it's like okay then that's them. that's dead in the water already yeah, yeah. Um, is that, and that's my fault so i guess that's our that's my fault with the divorce and everything so now this so i did do something wrong so now you're going to add it you know really should, did right you hear there. me yeah i did hear you you're just talking crazy um still <laughs> my fault. so um, it is my fault i'm a man it's my fault yeah it is it quite literally is um no, that, I just, so, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, just, you know, I think that I'm very much of, and I know I need to learn to stop doing this, but I'm very much of learning from other people's mistakes so that yeah. you don't make your own. You were pretty young. And yeah. I feel like maybe you were kind of had your head in the clouds because your like frontal cortex wasn't fully um, formed. And. Wow. <laughs> And you and mom do get along, but maybe if you had like dated a little longer, like stuff would have turned out differently. Yeah. And so it's like me looking at that. I'm like, okay, so those are some things, but there's also a lot of things about you guys that I want in a partner or think that other people should want in partners with each other. Like I, I don't feel any type of like sexism or weird gender roles with you guys. I felt like you both respected each other. Mm-hmm. In that yeah. sense, well, um, you were never telling mom she couldn't wear certain things or like do certain things and vice versa. It was very like you guys were independent and but supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you all right, now. Here we go. Let's go down this uh, this uh, train track and see if the train stays on the uh, on the track. Why yeah. are you doing this? Uh, doing what? <laughs> that part? I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be all like, (laughs) on to the next, on to the next, let's go. All right, on to the next.
So let's talk about race. I don't think I forced my black culture on you. Did I at all? And, if, and, and the other problem is, since I didn't, does that bother you that I didn't go down that lane with you guys? I kind of like just let it go and let you guys try to find your own heritage. Um, <laughs> Who wants to take that one? Wow. I'll take it. Um, First up. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really find my blackness until I moved to Los Angeles. Like, I always knew I was black, don't get me wrong. And like, there were definitely things like, you know, a lot of people in Phoenix haven't seen The Wiz. Uh, and so like, that was at least in like 2004, you know? Um, so like things like that. And, um, you know, obviously we would visit, well, actually they would visit us. And so like, would visit, you know, uh, are what are like who, your, like my your, side of the family would visit us. Yeah. And, your side of the family would visit us. You go to Michigan too. I so, went to Michigan twice as a child. Okay. And so this is the thing I, I, I brought up uh, to uh, Diallo when I was talking to him about this and that. Yeah. I remember. Shout out Diallo. Hey, Diallo. Yeah. Did and you, you were like, Olivia wants to be white. Yeah. Oh, so you listen to the podcast. Thank you. I like No, that. you told me. Oh, did I? I oh. said, why well, would you, you, said you Whoa, yeah. Hold on. on the podcast. You could be like, oh, yeah, I listen to it. Yeah, you could have said you listen to the podcast. You just said, no, I don't listen to the podcast wow. on the podcast. Yeah. After Someone you- needs media training. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. Yeah. You're not ready for a press junket. I would have lied if you hadn't lied about me. Well, we're going to get to that. You Hold on. No, no, no. We're going to get to that. Let me get back here to Tanner. So Tanner, at Diallo, I said that there was a one incident that uh, I took you to um, my barbershop uh, in yeah. the neighborhood. And you were like, yeah, I don't know about this place. I was definitely scared of the barbershop when I was a kid. Um, I think it was like, it was just, it was, everyone was talking. Not not like, oh, everyone was having a conversation. Everyone was talking at the same time. Because also, I feel like the people need to know I do have uh, anxiety, like diagnosed with anxiety. And I, but I didn't get diagnosed till I was older. So I think as a child, that was the early, early places of, uh, <laughs> of my anxiety coming out of like, oh, there's a lot going on right now. Like I think well, it was Andrew- just sensory overload. Okay. So um, it was a black, it was a black sensory overload. A, a bit. I def. I definitely wasn't like, oh no, not the black people. Um, <laughs> like it was never anything of that. I think it was just like, oh, everyone's talking really loud, and that barbershop in particularly, because it was a lot of older gentlemen, talked very aggressively. They'd be like, "How's it going?" And it was like, "Oh, good." <laughs> um, so it was just like, I just don't think I knew how to approach that at like six or seven. Because like now I, I mean, I haven't actually gotten my haircut in quite a few years, but I started going to a, a black barber and I didn't feel out of place. And like when I go get my hair braided, um, it's usually in, you know, black neighborhoods and I feel very comfortable. But yeah, uh, definitely as a kid, that barber shop scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like now, uh, now Tanner calls me young blood all the time. Yeah, I'm like, does- what that come? He's going around, like, walk around, walk around with my with my almonds in my hand, shaking. <laughs> and once yeah, hey, young blood, <laughs> listen, listen, listen here, listen here. Then you take a domino and just hit it on the table for no reason. 
<laughs> Start yelling at people. Like, That's my plate. <laughs> Lily, what about what about you? Okay, so this is all right. Let me go ahead, Livia. There was a time that you were like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna go and uh, become a uh, bobsledder," and and I'm like, "Well, how?" Like that's just like I, I we're white and we're Irish, so I'm gonna be an Irish bobsledder. You did. You yeah. we were watching. Okay, we were watching the Olympics, the Winter uh-huh. Olympics, and you're like, we should be like a father daughter bobsled, and you were like, we could do Jamaica, but you're Irish, so we could be Irish, and then we'd be the Black Irish people. But no, you just decided in your head of heads that I was like, eh, I'm a little white girl. You did like, do you did. Irish step dancing, so Thank you. Oh, yeah, yes, but I did not. Mom was like, "Hey, do you want to do Irish step dancing?" They're they're doing it at school, and I was literally six, and was like, "Okay." Yeah, but you also too came one time. And you were mad about your hair because it wasn't like all the other girls. You wanted it straight, and okay. To you me, went to a private liberal arts college in Tacoma, Washington. That's pretty. Yeah, white. where I learned about critical race theory. Now I'm insufferable. Um, so I've thought a lot about this, and I joke that moms are black um, parent. <laughs> <laughs> because um she'd always be like oh my god I loved soul train and like <laughs> like goddess like a black angel but it was never fetishy like thank goodness she never got cornrows um <laughs> <laughs> and uh I just felt like I think because of where you grew up and the time you grew up and also playing hockey that you felt the need to protect us from a certain stereotype. And then we were all like, we went from Chicago to Phoenix and literally the year before we moved to Phoenix, Martin Luther King Jr. Day was finally recognized and it was only so the Super Bowl could be there. So it's like, we literally went from Chicago that was like founded by a black Haitian man to Phoenix. And so I feel like it was, you didn't really want us to possibly grow up in a pigeonhole or have a certain way of us being thought of. So I think that we didn't have as much culture as we could have at home. But I also don't think that's necessarily your guys's fault because of where we were. Like at home, you guys were very much like we watched black media, we listened to black music. Like it was very it wasn't ever like don't don't talk about it. Yeah. But also where we were growing up it wasn't as easy to like have that black culture. So is that, that's something that you guys, something I did wrong or should I, should I have brought you up in that area? Should I have gone to the black community and lived in everything here? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily wrong. Again, it's like where and when you grew up and your. I was going to say, I also, I didn't completely, it was a little bit, I guess, normalized for me. Cause I do remember as a kid kind of like looking at, pictures of you from like like high school or college and in almost every picture like when you're on the hockey team and you're like class photo you are the only black guy so it was kind of like when I look at my class photos and they look almost the same it's like yeah okay like that's that's not like weird like I that's the thing I didn't find it weird and then like I guess growing up and being around more black people and them kind of being like I mean there was another mixed family across the street I mean this is this didn't uh, this turned out better than I thought I thought for sure there was going to be a lot of like dad 
yeah, you know what? You never taught us how to make grits. Like mom know? would make grits. Like grits. Right. So <laughs> no, but um, so all in all, I, I did good. I mean, this is and do you feel other men should ask their kids? how they're doing is this this awkward for you guys or oh my gosh sorry i saw a video of all these men who did not know their children's birthday and one of them her birthday was the day before so i think men need to talk a lot to their kids i think just men in general and this coming from a man need to be a lot more self-aware and here's real quick side Men, know your waist size. Learn your waist size when you're buying pants. And your height. You should be able to know that yourself. Don't look to your wife or your husband or your friend or your child. Look to you inside. You should know your weight. Oh, I'm a 32-30. Oh, I'm a 32. I don't know my inseam, though. That's fine. But know your waist size when you're buying pants, especially if you're over the age of 18. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. the knowledge that you just dropped on. But also, it. yes, men men should talk to their children more and, and check in also with themselves. Yeah. Just yeah. like, like, but, and also children, ask your parents how they are. Don't yes. just look at them as like, oh, it's my parents. Ask them what's going on in their life. Talk okay. to them as frequently as you'd like. I have a hack for all the kids. Okay. Ask your parents about what they were like when they were younger to see what you can get away with. But well, also it shows you that like, like I have a friend who I was like, I would have been friends with my parents growing up. My friends like I wouldn't have my friends are or my parents are huge nerds. And I was like, but were they nerds as like when they were younger? And she's like, well, I don't know. I've never asked them. And I was like, literally ask them. You, Your parents are probably actually way cooler than you think. Or it just confirms that they suck and you wouldn't be friends with them. Um, well, I shared I think, a lot with you guys of my growing up so that, that, you know, right. Actually, we wouldn't have been friends. I probably would have been so annoyed with you. I would have been like that class clown. <laughs> but now I actually don't know. You're too a class much. clown and you were. You yeah. Both. But like in like a cool, cute way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I uh, feel like I know more about you in the nineties more so than when you were like getting into the industry i feel like is more of the stories that i would hear yeah and know about you doing donuts and taco bell i do know that story so (laughs) you knew how like i was on top of the world now i'm doing oh my gosh (laughs) so let me ask you this you guys have seen me break down crying you see me break down you know does that affect (laughs) you guys's respect for me no what <laughs> you guys still have no, no, I don't, still have no respect no. For, you still have no, no respect for me is that what you just said no i like, no, i mean like it I, confirms it uh, I, just, I think it's weird no. when people get weirded out by guys crying like when women are like when i see a but, guy cry that's gross and i'm but like no, no i mean this is your parent i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a parent i'm supposed to like you said i'm supposed to be you no know. but you're also a person like that's yeah. what we've been yeah saying it's like have you been you listening know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? No, I'm building. Guys, I'm building your treehouse. Uh, <laughs> uh don't even. Did it upset you that I made promises I didn't keep? Yeah. Oh yeah. And how did that affect you guys? I mean, it definitely affects my level of expectations when you promise things now. Or really, when and why I'm more hesitant on things. 
like asking you for things is because I'm like, well, I don't know. Wow. I'd per- I'd prefer under deliver or under promise over deliver. That's not always. Okay. I mean, you deliver, but not always. And so that's that's the only thing. Okay. I mean, definitely. I would also say you've gotten better as I've gotten older, at least. I feel like, which I guess sounds fucked up. I don't look at it in a fucked up way, but like <laughs> the kid, I feel like they would always be like, oh, we'll do this. And then it just like wouldn't work out. But like now as an adult, you'd be like, oh, we'll try and do this. And then we usually do it. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah. You so growth. Try. Yeah. You would try and you, you would promise yeah. it out of wanting to get it to us. Like it wasn't ever you playing a game with us or at least I don't think you can be a psychological terrorist sometimes. <laughs> no, don't say that, Libby. But, no, I'm not. You better just say, say just joking. By psychological terrorist, I just mean you like to joke a lot. Okay. He um, will call you. He will be outside the airport and call you or you'll he'll wait until you call. I'm standing outside. Where are you? And I'll be like, hey, I just. Oh shit! I just woke up. I'll I'll be there in a second. And you're like, "Are you kidding me?" And then he'll just be right outside. That's what she means. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I mean. I don't mean like actual but no, psychological. I terror. definitely will say, unfor- that's an attribute I've unfortunately I feel like gotten from you is that I'm like, oh, I want this to like happen, so I'm gonna tell someone it's gonna happen, and then like it I'll doesn't. try, and I'll be like, oh, this is a lot harder than <laughs> I expected, yeah. or I'll be like, wow that thing that I wanted to go to was mad expensive. Um, what if we did this instead? Um, like, that's the thing. I will say you all, I feel like you always like would try and give like a, a no, something else. Um, to, yeah. Something else to do if that didn't work out. Yeah. 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 To lighten the blow. <laughs> so, all right. As we wrap it up, I guess all in all, I've done a good job, right? Yeah. Yes. We're all talking right. to you. We're on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, Tanner and Olivia Perry. Tanner, who is a uh, very uh, successful, aspiring writer director, and uh, Olivia, who is a very funny comedian and uh, actress. Um, you can both check them out on social media. Thank you guys for stopping by uh, the podcast. Thank you very much. It's things men don't talk about, and one is talking with their kids. Good night. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give the show a rating and don't forget to subscribe.